I'm a I'm a child of the punk pop era, so some forty one. Canada's probably best ever. Punk Alanis band. Morissette. Alanis Morissette. We're gonna have some of that, I assume. Shania. Oh yeah, Shania played the. What do they call the the CFL Super Bowl? Isn't it called like the, the Grey Cup? The, the Grey, Grey Cup. Cup. Yeah, she yeah. Grey Cup. Yeah, she played the Grey Cup By the out way, there in a blizzard. The CFL opening weekend this weekend. All right. My, my Edmonton Eskimos played last night. So, Bieber, you're an course. Esks fan. I am an Esks fan. Oh, hey, look at this! I like this guy even more. Are you guys actually fans? Yeah. yeah, I lived in Edmonton for a couple of years, so I mean, yeah. oh, right. were you doing something in a certain tie in Edmonton? I, I, I may have been, but yeah, it's all so coming I'm, back to me. I'm all about the Eskimos. I'm loyal to the oil. Okay, all right. I forgot that Alex spent a couple years, we'll say, in uh, two at most, two years <laughs> up north of the border, give or take a week or give two. Give or take, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Welcome in Saturday show. We're happy to be here, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm Andrew Lizer with Jay Catch, Alex Londonberg behind the glass. You can follow him at twi- on Twitter at 247Lundy, right? And uh, you can follow Jake at Jacob C. Hatch, and I am at AP Lizer. That's L-E-I-S-E-R. And uh, it's a great sunny Saturday here. Uh, we're back at our our home, the uh, Vivint Smart Home Arena Studios here, the Carrier Studios, right up here on uh, floor number five. It's always it's a little different when it's not jazz season when there's not a lot of people walking around. But place is quiet. Uh, it's a little quiet right now, but I think there's a concert tonight. I'm not sure. They had Part it all blocked off like something's going on. But a fun day here in Salt Lake City. I had the farmers market, there's which is bumping. Bumping. There's the the chalk festival over the chalk art festival down the street at okay. the gateway. So if you're out and about on in the town today. Thanks for listening to us on the app or in your car on your way somewhere. And we, don't forget, we like to keep the zone family going every day of the week here. It was Saratoga Springs Splash Days today. I don't know what that is. That's where I live. It's but what's it, what is it? It's like summer festival. In Utah, you've lived here long enough, Adrian. I have. Every you, municipality you has know, a days. Taylorsville days with yeah. the Zs. Orem City, where I grew up, has their Orem Summer Fest going on right now. They have their parade tonight for that. I always go to the uh, the Wheeler Farm okay, yeah. uh, Farmer's Market every yep. Sunday because that's right where I live. Yeah, so there's a lot. There's, there's days always and stuff d- to do. Yeah, there's always stuff to do, and uh, summer is of so great. Th- of course, it's summertime. <laughs> Last night I was out at a place, and the waiter, I was like, "Oh, it's finally summer." He's like, "It's not summer yet." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Not till June 21st." I was you like, gotta "Okay." Yeah, get, get the summer solstice. Okay, man. But anyway, it's yeah. it's sunny, it's warm, mm-hmm. and uh, happy to have everyone along. We're going to be talking uh, a lot of stuff today. NBA Finals, of course. There's a lot to talk about that as the Raptors uh, and the uh, Country of Canada celebrates a professional sports title. Uh, they can't seem to get it in their sport, but they came. Not just kidding. Uh, uh, as Adam Silver said, it's come full circle as the inventor of basketball was a Canadian. But James Naismith. Uh, yeah. Yep. So well, we're going to talk a lot of NBA finals. I want to talk too, Jake, about the season as a whole. Just what a fascinating NBA season. Not only we could talk locally, some of our favorite storylines, but mm-hmm. some of the stuff that happened through the course of the season that we can remember. It's crazy to think this is the same year that, um, what this, isn't this the year that there's the secret tunnel thing yep. going on and no, in uh, Clipperland as the Rockets tried to go fight the Clippers and worldwide Wob or whatever he is on Twitter, um, put out a tweet the other day, like asking for people's greatest moments of the NBA well, season. Well, that's it. We'll piggyback. Uh, Rob does a great job, and obviously. I was, and Twitter, I was but. reading through them, and I'm like, that happened this year. That happened. I, I right. felt like they'd been like years ago. <laughs> yeah, there's so much stuff that happened this season. You know, the just. the Anthony Davis stuff, the oh, yeah. LeBron James. Going to L.A. and just yep. deciding, we're not very good, so I'm going to shut it. Well, he 
didn't play any defense. The Magic Johnson <laughs> impromptu press conference where he hadn't even told anybody that he was quitting. He just called the media over and said, I'm done. Hey, I quit, guys. I quit. By the way. Rob Palenka stabbing me in the back. I don't like Luke Walton, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, that was wild. So let's talk a lot of our favorite. We'll get Alex in on this, too, for the our favorite members. Let's let's mm-hmm. talk a little well, in the thick and the thin of it. We'll get into some hockey and uh, some other s- sports stories from around, of course, technical fouls. And we're going to let you hear from some of the best interviews that happened on the Zone Sports Network this week. So, all that being said, how are you, Jake? I've oh, used good. all the time. The what? floor is now yours. Go ahead. No, the weather is fantastic today. And I like the extended forecast still shows Utah staying in the 80s through most of the rest of this month. And I'm Wonderful. Like, Sweet. Yeah. I'm totally okay with this. Yeah. So. And uh, I, I spent part, I spent my morning. Over at a like a beach volleyball tournament, okay. watching some some of my players yeah. play, and uh, it's just a lovely day out there. It is. Had the suns out, guns out, going. You know, ah. getting some getting some sun. All right. And uh, it's a good time. It's wonderful weather right now. It is. So I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> good. I'm, I'm fabulous. Sweet. Yeah. It's uh, we got a big week this week. So last week was a lot of fun, and the we never stop here. BYU Media Day. So we got to get into that because that's mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Uh, don't forget the NBA draft. So uh, is on Thursday, mm-hmm. and the Jazz, obviously, everyone interested with what they're going to do at trade deadline, so we'll get into that. I don't know if we have enough time for everything today, Jake. Eh, we'll see if we can fit it all in. And we have to get the U.S. Open in, as your leader is Gary Woodland. We're going to have Bob Casper live from the U.S. Open Sweet. Bob Casper is at Pebble Beach. It looks mm-hmm. like it's a little overcast today, but uh, uh, obviously everyone's out there playing. Beautiful backdrop, so we'll talk to Bob at 3.30. we got a lot to do. We do. All right, let's kick it off. Let's start with the NBA Finals. The Toronto Raptors, as you heard, the voice of Canada, Avril Lavigne, um, is uh, <laughs> tell us the the Toronto Raptors get the victory. They go on the road and they win four games to two over the Golden State Warriors. A lot of stories in this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the injuries are a story. Obviously, the Warriors going down is a story. Obviously, the Raptors and Kawhi Leonard story. What what did you take out of this series? overall jake because i thought it was a fascinating series i had a lot of fun watching the games Um, i know injuries are a story but i don't think they're the story i'm not going to give an asterisk next to the raptors title they still had to go out and do it the uh, the warriors worked their butts off to not lose those games and uh i i don't think it mars their legacy at all i don't take anything away from toronto uh, but I, I took out of that series that I had a lot of fun watching. It was a great NBA Finals, even though it didn't go seven. And uh, I, I just liked the whole thing. Yeah, no, I, I, it, it was just, it was a series that none of us, I think, really expected to come out like to come out like it did. But I'm happy for Toronto. It's awesome to see their fans seeing their lifelong dreams come true. Um, they have the one guy who sits on their baseline who's literally had season tickets there since 1995 when this franchise started. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see stuff like that play out where they finally get to see their team break through. I do think, though, that my my overarching thing coming out of this series is all of a sudden there's a power vacuum in the Western Conference. Yeah, and well, we're definitely going to get into the NBA power vacuum because uh, I well I think it's wide open. Oh well, heading into next season. And so. like, here's the thing: you you lose uh, Kevin Durant. Of course, he's not going to play until 2021 at this point. Right. Like, we're not going to see him. Clay Thompson, ACLs normally nine to ten months. That puts him at the All Star break at the very earliest next year. Call up Adrian Peterson's doctor. Why would Get yourself <laughs> back out? There. But why would you push yourself to come back if it's a season where theoretically? 
Warriors, we could be looking at them next year as a team that's in the in the lottery. Okay. See, all right. We're gonna get into that too. <laughs> Let's. You don't think so? Series. No. You don't think I so? Don't, okay. I don't. We'll talk I, about Austin that agrees then. with you. Okay. And or, or partially, and I'll explain what okay. he said on on his show yesterday. But uh, um, but yeah, the, this series, great series. series. Congratulations yeah. to Toronto. Yes. Kawhi Leonard, incredible. Gets a one-year thing there. You shot uh, Mujir. How do I? I always, Usa- I always mispronounce his name. Masai Ujiri. Yeah, that's a Masai Ujiri. I didn't uh-huh. want to mispronounce that. He did a great job putting that team together. Had to sacrifice a mm-hmm. long-term relationship with a Raptor who somebody check on DeMar DeRozan because hopefully he's doing okay. Probably not. Uh, he, As he said, he's the sacrificial lamb mm-hmm. for this. And Well, yeah, you are because you weren't good enough to get it done. Sorry, they wouldn't got Kawhi for you. Uh, but uh, – Kawhi Leonard going in, leading that team. Kyle Lowry, incredible in game six. Started that thing off so well. Fred Van Vliet um, coming off the bench. They just they put a team together with no one drafted. I think Doris Burke said it. No one was drafted higher than 15th yeah. in the, on that team. I think it was Kawhi Leonard. And uh, she uh, was asking him about it. He said that we just put this team together and pulled something out, and they did a great job. And Nick Nurse deserves credit. The timeout thing. Sure, it was dumb to kill momentum, but obviously he rebounded and came up with a good strategy. And, you know, Clay going down like that changed the tide of that game. He had 30 points. Obviously, I don't think it was a dirty play on Danny Green. There was a little bit of, like, jawing, but not, he was just going up to block the ball. Yeah. And uh, it was sad to see him go out, but the Raptors closed that thing out. Yeah, it, all credit goes to Toronto, the decisions they made. They made that midseason trade to bring guys like Mark Gasol in. It's... It's a well-deserved championship for Toronto. Yeah. I think it makes people think, we've talked about this, that the East maybe isn't as bad as we all think it is. I still think it's very top-heavy in the Eastern Conference for the NBA sure. overall. But There's only four good teams, really. But it, it shows that the East, at their best, can compete with the Western Conference in the NBA. And, and I, it doesn't just need LeBron there. No, true, yes. You, you did it, another team did it outside yeah. of LeBron, absolutely. So it's going to be it, – it's intriguing because – I think we're all looking at Toronto and thinking, well, you guys got your championship. Congratulations. Now, go back to the drawing board. Right. Because we all expect Kawhi Leonard, he's going to L.A. Yeah, you can't take away the title, though. No, you, no, they. that banner is going to hang in the—I still want to call it the Air Canada Center now. What is it? Is it Scotiabank yeah. Arena? Yeah. Is that what it is now? Uh, but it, it's a credit. They have that banner. It doesn't— take away the fact that the Larry O'Brien Trophy is going to reside in Toronto for at least a year. Mm-hmm. But it's very intriguing now looking at Toronto saying, congratulations, guys, and we'll see you in another 20 years. Yeah, and let's we can definitely get into these two teams and the rest of the NBA. Toronto, if Kawhi decides to go back. Mm-hmm. It'd be incredible. They are, your, I would say, probably your favorite because they just won. you got to give it to them if they bring back the same group. Yeah, if they were to run it back, absolutely. If but. he leaves, then obviously that opens things up in the Eastern Conference for probably the Bucks mm-hmm. if they kind of if they can get Middleton back in there. But as far as the Eastern Conference goes, a lot of interesting stuff can go on depending on if people change locations, if they move from west to east. Mm-hmm. There could be a lot of interesting things going down in the East. You got the Bucks who are going to be good. The Raptors, if they keep Kawhi, will be good. The Nets all of a sudden may be good. If yeah, Kyrie Irving goes there, out, because yeah. Kyrie Irving is a star, mm-hmm. scores 24 points a game. If you add that to your team, you're going to win a lot of games. Absolutely. Uh, maybe he brings Kevin Durant along with him in two years. They're all of a sudden a powerhouse. Indiana may be back in the 
They'll they'll be good. Yeah. With all the depot, they were a really good team. They're scrappy. Very good that. team. All the yep. depot in uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. Mm-hmm. That was a good team. There's rumors that they may be pursuing uh, Mike Conley in a trade, so that could be interesting. And uh, there's could be the Sixers. Can't forget about them if they can get one guy to learn how to shoot. <laughs> maybe you've got something going in Philadelphia. So the East looks interesting, at least. At yes. least at the top. It'll still be top-heavy. It won't be like the West. And the West is going to be crazy. But the East might be okay. Yeah, that's the interesting part about this, is this offseason has just gotten thrown into a huge blender. Yeah. What 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 the power structure is going to look like in th- across the entire NBA. But going back to just this series alone, I think it's awesome that the, the, the Toronto has shown that hey, yes, if you can put together a good team, make some fortuitous trades that work out, the Kawhi Leonard deal, getting a guy like Marcus Gasol, uh, Serge Ibaka came up big in this series when yeah, he came, came coming back to this team. If you put together a good team, the dream of you winning a championship is not dead in this league. No, you put together a good team, and if you can pull off a trade where you got kind of lucky and yes. you were able to pull Kawhi Leonard in. But it, it, it does it shows us that I know that Toronto is it a shows big, there's different ways to build a team. It shows I we all know that Toronto's a big city, but it's not thought of that in running in the big city, the big market uh, realm of the NBA. Does that make sense? Yeah, because like, it doesn't really count towards <laughs> ratings or anything like that. So they But it, I think it shows us that yeah, the super team era yeah, there's still going to be super teams that are put together that will mm-hmm. win championships. But I think Toronto has shown us that, guess what? You can still put together good teams that can still win titles in this day and age of the NBA. Yeah, I agree with you. Like 90%, you build that team. Yeah. Then you got to find a way to get the top three player. You've got to get a difference maker. Right, yeah, and that's what they did. So credit to them, to your point, and if we're sitting here, you can put together a team without a super team. And we're sitting here. We work for the Utah Jazz. We're the Jazz flagship station here. I think we all see t- what Toronto did and hope that one day the Jazz could find that difference maker that they could bring in and push them over the top. Yep. I think looking at Toronto gives you hope of that potentially happening. Yep, I agree. And then if we switch over to the West, the mm-hmm. Warriors, you think that they may be a lottery team? They'll be um, they'll be bottom half of the con- of the playoffs next year if at at the very highest in my mind. This is my theory. So, Can Austin I- and I talked about this yesterday. He said he believes this is the end of the Warriors as we know it. Um, outside of well, Durant, of course, that's, obvi- that's, that's easy to say. Right, obviously with Durant, but he's yeah. saying that he doesn't believe this team will be able to. Their finals runs are over. Really? And so he thinks it's completely over. So, for and them. I think that's kind of what you're saying that they're going to be in the bottom half of the Western Conference. I'm talking about next year. I'm talking right. about one year. Yeah. So um, maybe, and he might be right with the with the uh, age of some of these guys. Clay Thompson may never be the same off that ACL. I believe that they they have some runs of them left because they. If they can still bring Clay, Steph, and um, Draymond. Draymond back, then you still have that big three. And I hope I'm not – I know he's listening, so I hope I'm not uh, explaining what he said yesterday. But I see what he's saying Okay, is that injuries and older, this might be the end of this reign of the Warriors and their runs in okay. the NBA. I can see that. My theory is that if they're kind of hanging around in a – if they're a playoff-ish team, if they're, mm-hmm. you know, like you say, bottom half of the – and all of a sudden they get Clay back, and if he can get going, mm-hmm. then watch out. That's still a pretty good team. Well, they they, they, they were very good before Durant joined them. Yep. Like you said, age is catching up with them. That's that's easy to say, but I feel like next year – I'm talking about it's just a kind of a one-year thing for me in my mind. Okay. I, 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 don't, I, I don't see Clay playing next year if it does take him as long as it's kind of projected for him to take to come back. Because if, if he comes back in March – 
Why would you put yourself out there? Make sure you're fully healthy. Come back the next year, and then maybe the Warriors are back into the elite category. But doesn't that seem like such a Warriors thing to do? Is for him to come back, and they would try to run it. Maybe so. Maybe maybe. And he's a competitor. I'll give right. him that. And of course, his dad said uh, just in the aftermath of the final, saying that the team will give him that max contract extension as a reward, almost for all the years he's oh, played yeah. there. And I completely get that, but I feel like. Their injuries, those two catastrophic injuries that have suffered in this series, the Durant uh, Achilles injury and Clay Thompson's ACL, all of a sudden leaves a vacuum atop the Western Conference. And if you're a team like the Utah Jazz, like the Denver Nuggets, the Houston Rockets, we all know they're trying to blow some things up, you've all got to be sitting there thinking, oh boy, we can make a move up the standings real quick here. The LA Clippers got to be thinking the same thing with the rumors of Kawhi, the Kawhi going to the Clippers. The Lakers as well got to be thinking this. This is going to make for a very interesting offseason because these teams can go pitch to all these free agents. Hey, we've got a good team here, and all of a sudden the big dog isn't so big and so mean right now. We have an opportunity to run past them and get an opportunity, to at least for this next year, it looks like, to make a run at it. Yeah, the West is – when I look at the West, I see, let's see, maybe four teams – that are not playoff caliber. If I just kind of look at it from, if I'm right get, now, is what you're talking if, about. If if we project at what okay. kind of the rumors are that things may happen. All right. So the Warriors, I think we can think they they might be playoff caliber. We don't know. Steph's gonna have to have an MVP season. Probably. They'll start the playoffs on the road. Yeah, that's uh, just my thought. Yeah. At the very best next year. And of course, we're obviously projecting in yes. the next year. The Nuggets. Uh, I think they can be good or as good as they were this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's a team on the rise. The it's Blazers, 53 wins without uh, Nurkic for most of the time. And uh, still were able to... Well, Nurkic the, not in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah. but um, still able to get to that Western Conference Finals. The Rockets, right. like you said, they may blow things up, but you still got James Harden. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jazz, obviously, 50-win team last year, looking to bring in a piece. The Thunder... MVP and MVP caliber players on mm-hmm. their team, two of them. The Spurs, they just are always there. <laughs> yeah, as long as Greg Popovich is The Clippers, them. you yeah. said if they get Kawhi, as you said, they may be, or maybe a, two guys yeah. in there, they're going to be better. They were a playoff team. The Kings, I believe in the Kings. Yeah. Maybe not with all this power coming to the West if these teams change, but the Kings are going to win some games, I think. Yeah. The Lakers are already your favorites for the next year because people are assuming Anthony Davis expectations yeah and maybe they bring him in maybe they bring Anthony Davis and uh Kyrie Irving that would uh, be something don't have the tw- Timberwolves doing much the Grizzlies obviously in a rebuild the Pelicans know the Suns know and I think the Mavericks are going to be pretty good because they've got uh Luka Doncic they won 24 games at home they just couldn't win on the road last year only won nine games on the road they got Porzingis coming back and rumors are they may be going after Kemba Walker or Tobias Harris. Well, the interesting part, yeah, I'm with you. The Mavericks, I think, could make a move up. David Locke said yesterday with uh, with DJ on DJ and PK in the morning that he feel, he said that there are rumors out there. One of his sources that he trusts pretty heavily says that D'Angelo Russell could be going to the Phoenix Suns to team up with his good buddy down there. Um, Who's their star? I just Devin like, Booker. Devin Booker. Apparently, they're really. How's tight. he going to shoot? Devin Booker doesn't give the ball to anybody. Well, apparently, they'd have two gutters on that team. Yeah, and that could make them a little more interesting. We if that talked were to last. Play I, if the Jazz could pull off something for D'Angelo Russell, I think that would be amazing. He would be my number one choice. But I was twenty-three intrigued. years old next yeah. to Donovan Mitchell. Come on! But I was intrigued that the Phoenix Suns of all teams yeah, were why, the place he might go. That yeah, Pat Monty, yeah. Monty Williams hire might be. It was just intriguing. Might be a bit, yeah, that is intriguing. That. that there's actually been a couple names tied to the Suns. It makes it, it would make them a, a 
bigger player on any given night. Those if having if you had those two guys, they could shoot you into a game or out of a game real quick. Yeah, and the point of that is the point of all these teams is that that's the I think mm-hmm. that's my opinion on playoff caliber. Yeah, sort of teams, which means that there's going to be as you say eight spots up to grab up for grabs with mm-hmm. most of the West being involved with those eight spots. Yeah. So next year's going to be fascinating, and I'm like you say when the the uh, trade deadline or not the trade the free agency begins in a, in like a month we'll know exactly where everyone's playing mm-hmm. and we'll be really able to kind of break it down and project but i think there's going to be a lot of good teams we're going to be surprised i think at what teams miss the playoffs next year it's true and you're going to we're going to all going to sit back and like you said a month from now we'll know because the dust will mostly have settled it's 2 weeks after free agency would have begun at that point and then we can really start looking ahead but it makes for the next month or so because we have the draft next Thursday. Uh, we'll see some teams make some deals around that. I could see the Jazz theoretically deciding, yeah, we're going to pass on this draft and trade that pick, maybe pick up a piece or two or grab mm-hmm. a player or two. That can make for some interesting points. And then just a week after that, it's on. Free agency opens up. And then we're really looking at a month of a lot of fun in my mind. Do you think the Durant – okay, so the, the question has been, uh-huh. does the Durant injury change the landscape of free agency? In a way, it does, because whoever is going to give him that max deal is doing it with the knowledge that next year you're selling next year. That makes sense. Right, but yeah, uh, totally that, yeah. yeah. But does it really change anything? In my mind, it's like, no. There may be one or two teams who may have bid for him that don't bid now. Then they're fools, I think. But I'm, I would tend to agree with you. I do think that Kevin Durant is going to be a different player when he comes back sure. because we've never seen a guy come back to being what he was after an, after an Achilles rupture. Ah, contraire. Who? Mike Conley at his best year ever this year off of an Achilles injury. Really? Yeah. Most points per game, almost as most assists per game. But we're talking— Played 72 games. Okay, well, maybe, okay, maybe he is the exception, but— Maybe was David Locke. He was talking about this. Maybe I think he had the the thing saying a guy over six ten. I think he was talking about that. Might be big, it. Big Mike Cigar. Mike Cigar. Might but change it can't happen. It can't happen. But I don't think we're going to see Durant like he was the last four, five, six no. years. That that era of Durant's career, it's over. Well, maybe he's just thin enough and light enough that maybe it affects him like a smaller guy. Maybe so, but. But we saw, like you said, uh, DeMarcus Cousins was—he was a shell of himself. Yeah. So, well, I think it changes a few things, but I don't think it changes that much because I think you're still going to see some of these teams that were like, "Hey, uh, it's Durant, worth the risk." Here's the Brinks truck. Right. They're still going to back it up. You want you want 180 million or whatever the max is for him? You uh, go four years, yeah. Uh, gonna... the, it's it's yours. Take it. Yeah. And the, we'll hope that in a year, you're you're putting a 40 million dollar upfront signing bonus almost to him for a year to get right. his signature for the other three years. Yes, exactly. And he, if he wants, he can go back to the Warriors. I don't, I don't I think don't that really that helps yeah. anybody. So they have two guys sitting out uh-huh. on max deals. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that would not be good. I, I almost think they're hoping he doesn't at this point because they need to rebuild this team around their other big three. They got to get some depth going. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And I just feel like I think with everything that's gone on with this team, all the rumors and whatnot. For him to go back there would not be a good locker room. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, not at all. So the the free agency, I don't think him having that injury really changes anything. Now, what changes everything is mm-hmm. where he goes and yeah. where Kyrie goes. I think yes. those two really change a lot. Because Kyrie um, doesn't want to waste time. He's Kyrie's 
he seems to be the I mean Durant's a domino but it seems mm-hmm. like Kyrie Irving's the big one because where he signs in the east could change where a lot of these guys end up if he goes to Brooklyn there was a story today that if he ends up in Brooklyn they're not going to keep D'Angelo Russell no um if he doesn't go to New York does Kemba Walker go to New York does that That's change some things? of the rumors on that does yeah. that or to the Knicks not to Brooklyn but, yeah, if, but if does he, he go to the Knicks yeah and then where does Tobias Harris end up does he stay in Philadelphia? Well, and there's rumors this morning that Jimmy Butler is all but certain to be a free agent now. So how does that affect Philadelphia and Tobias Harris? Because if yeah, Butler's gone, they're going to throw all the money at Tobias Harris. And then if Butler ends up in L.A., mm-hmm. they trade for Anthony Davis. All of a sudden, that's a pretty fun team in Lakerland. So it uh, could be a lot of it's going to be a lot of moving pieces. I hope it's not a dud. I hope it's not one of these where there's a lot of rumors and news, and, and everybody uh, just stays where they are come on yeah. let's i like seeing people in new york uniforms sometimes it's kind of fun when it yeah. doesn't affect the It'll, teams i'm covering it's intriguing and the, so there's a tweet right here actually jared dudley former nba player the next nba season is going to be the most wide open since jordan retired the first time crying laughing emoji free agency might take some teams out like toronto if Kawhi leaves but it will only add another like the clips he says 10 to 12 will have a shot to win the title ratings will be at an all-time high with the eyes looking emoji I think he's right. I think you're looking at 10 teams, probably at minimum, who have who now harbor NBA title aspirations going into next year yeah, the reg- as everything plays out. I think the regular season ratings might be pretty high. I, then it, you see what happens in the playoffs. I think, And I do think now that you have multiple teams. As long as LeBron gets the playoffs, the ratings are high. That's oh, just yes, how it works. We, we do know that. But if, if he gets Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, that whole domino of him going to L.A. would make a whole nother oh, that would be wild. situation. But – you're right. I think it, it, it'll be interesting to see who goes where. Because Kyrie Irving, I think you're right. I actually like that take from you saying that Kyrie Irving might be actually the key piece now mm-hmm. in free agency versus Durant instead of Durant. Because if Durant's healthy, of course, he's the big cog that right. pushes everything. He's not healthy. Kyrie Irving, instant impact. What is he going to do? And it just seems like Kyrie affects so much other stuff. Yes, he does. Other than like Durant is obviously he's the jewel, the, the like the prize piece that mm-hmm. everyone would want to sign and pay him a lot of money that's why everyone's going to throw a max at him but it seems like Kyrie's kind of the guy that's affecting a lot more than Kevin Durant so yeah. interesting all right uh coming up on the other side one thing go ahead sorry I if you're listening out there and you have thoughts on this oh yeah hit us up reach out let us know we'd love to hear from you guys at the open mics you guys can send it on the zone app you can tweet at us at ap Lizer, at jacob c hatch at 24 7 lundy would love to hear from you guys. Let us know your thoughts. If it relates to the jazz, it relates to the NBA. Mm-hmm. We want to know what you think about what's going to go down. Definitely. And get us on that open mic. We'd love to hear from you. All right, coming up on the other side, let's do to the thick and the thin of it. And most of that, we're going to talk BYU Media Day. And uh, Jake, who covers BYU for the station very well, also has a column out. So we're going to be talking about that and what to expect out of BYU Media Day. That's all coming up here on the Saturday Show. It may not mean nothing to y'all But understand nothing was done for me So I don't plan on stopping at all I want it forever, mine, ever, mine, Welcome ever, mine Welcome back! It is Saturday Show here on the Talk Sports Network It's Canada Day here on Saturday Show Our resident Canadian, Alex, who lived there for a couple of seasons uh, How far around did you have to go up? Did you have a gigantic area? Yeah, so uh, I was all over the place up there. Uh, went, I mean, I, most of my time I spent in Edmonton, but I went down around Red Deer, uh, clear up 
just like maybe an hour from it. like the Northwest Territories. Oh, jeez. Um, technically, like our whole mission covered from up to Yellowknife and even further. Yellowknife was the furthest they got sent. Sweet. And uh, if you got sent up there, they'd buy you a plane ticket because it's far away. Yeah. That plane ride to Yellowknife for that transfer was longer than your plane ride home because Yellowknife is further from Edmonton than Salt Lake is. Oh, jeez. Sweet. That's a lot right. of time. Do you ever watch that show Frontier? On Netflix? I have not. You should. There you go. It's about Canada. No, I've been watching and a lot of uh, trading. A lot of letter Kenny though. Is that good? I uh yes. Right. I, I highly recommend it. All right, we'll get on to that. Um but welcome back because uh we're celebrating the Raptors and their win. But let's get into the thick and the thin of it, Jake. We should now, mention one thing before all we All right. I keep trying to get into things and I never let you speak, so I apologize. That's okay. We need to mention who our title sponsor is. Oh yeah. Stockton 12 Honda. Yeah, our friends down there at Stockton 12 Honda. I don't think we mentioned them yet today, so let's give them we some We did love. not. 10860 South Auto Mall mm-hmm. Drive. We should be there. I think we're there in like two weeks. So I pretty much plan on every other week, essentially. Yeah, and uh, we love going down there. And make sure you check out. This is a great day to go down there. The Auto Mall is up and running, so make sure you check it out. And mm-hmm. uh, go to Stockton 12 Honda right there, blue building. Took, really easy to find. Took care of my car last time we were there last yes, week. Yes, Jake brought his car in while he came to work. There's not anything better that's like bringing your dog with you to work like here you can watch this for me right. while i and that was great there is bring your pet to work day coming up but i don't think they would let me do we have that here no oh. but it's like a national like hashtag oh your, like it's bring your pet to work yeah holiday national yeah. holiday hashtag well yesterday was friend. okay so yesterday we had uh number 45's birthday flag day the birthday of the united states army and also national flip-flop day Talk about four different... I knew of none, but celebrated one on okay. accident. Well, there you go. And that would be National Flip-Flop Day. I know. It was, I was impressed when I looked that up. I'm like, okay, It wow. was Flag Day yesterday? June 14th, every year, Man, Flag Day. I missed that. It's also the always every year, 1775, the founding of the Army. I have an uncle who was in, who's a colonel in the Army, so oh, he's very, cool. very big about Thank that. Thank you to your uncle. Uh, where is he stationed at? He's actually retired oh, now. Oh, retired? Yeah, did some time retired in Special Forces. Now lives in California. Retired Colonel Hatch? Is that Not Colonel Hatch. Dang. Colonel, what is it, Lance? Yeah, Lance. Colonel Lance. Well, thank you, Colonel Lance. <laughs> I, you're probably not listening, but thank you anyway. Uh, so whatever today, we'll get on. Alex, look up what today's holidays are. We'll get on that <laughs> in a little bit. Um, let's do some thick and the thin of it, some stories we didn't get into. But I really want to get into BYU Media Day, as that's coming up on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And Jake, uh we're going to get into your column in just a second because yep. I think it kind of has to do uh, with Media Day as there's probably going to be some questions. But Jake wrote a column for 1280thezone.com, so make sure you go over there and check it out, and we'll talk about it in just a moment. But anything you're looking for out of Media Day or maybe who you're looking to hear from and uh, how this season's looking? Well, it's going to be interesting because BYU's Media Day, they traditionally do try and break some big story that gives them some national pub. I know a lot of people are hoping to hear about a Kalani Sitake contract extension. I'm not counting on that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they announce uh, a big series. Uh, let's say, for example, they have Tennessee. They're starting a series with this year. They can announce something like that. The column I wrote about is the impending um, end of their contract with ESPN. This is the final year of the deal. ESPN, it's, like, it's the option year that ESPN picked up is 2019. Uh, according to... What Brett McMurphy has said is that in the new bowl cycle, every six years the, the bowl cycle recycles, teams can, conferences can pick other games that they want to send their bowl teams to, et cetera. In that, it looks like BYU is already locked up to have ESPN help them out in that regard through 2025. I'm interested to see if BYU 
makes the jump and announces that, hey, they've assigned a new deal with ESPN at Media Day on Tuesday. And that's kind of what I wrote about. I wrote about how important it is for ESPN and BYU to continue to be partners Mm -hmm. with BYU being an independent. It's a big reason why they've been able to do what they've done in independence so far. Um, Of course, you know I host that podcast, Locked on Cougars. I talked to Walt Bell from UMass, the head coach of the Massachusetts Minutemen, on the podcast earlier this week. And I actually asked him, I'm like, what made you take this job? And what about independence is working for for Massachusetts? And he kind of brushed it aside almost and kind of told me, like, that's eh, above my pay grade. Mm. And I think there are, there are programs like UMass, like in New Mexico State. Idaho is considering going independent for a moment before they drop back down to the big sky. They struggle with it. But BYU has cashed in, at least through these first eight or nine years of independence, having ESPN be a big-time partner of theirs, which has been absolutely critical for them to have. Yeah, other than game times, but you're totally right about and I, that. And I wrote about that. And that's that. kind of, you know, the sacrifice you make for BYU is you're put really late at night. Yeah. But I think you're right. Obviously, the money is there and good enough that the, all the rumblings about mm-hmm. BYU going back to a conference or all that, or should they or should they not go to a G5 conference, it all has to do with the money. And the money's the most important thing, I think. And what it looks like they're trying right to now. they're trying yeah. to run a business. They are. And if it, if they're making more money in independence, they're going to get instructions from the school to continue to be in that so what, in that independent landscape. And yeah. um the ESPN contract is very important to them. Now, one of the other questions that I've seen going around is if they'll just be pushed to ESPN plus mm-hmm. and not actually on television. But on the streaming services, that is an and is that tidbit. a good thing or is that a or like is that necessarily a bad thing? Because a lot of people are watching via streaming anyway, so they're not necessarily turning on the cable box. They're heading yeah. to their ESPN app on their smart TV, mm-hmm. and you'll still be able to access that ESPN Plus game through that app. I, right, it's I a five dollar so. charge a month to access all of that. But right, a lot of people are doing it. The one interesting part about this will be that, um, well, it, it'll be interesting to see if BYU does, yeah, if one or two games ends up on ESPN Plus in this new deal. Yeah. You're right. Money is the key cog here. And Matt Brown, we've had him on the station multiple times, works for SB Nation. He actually is, uh, writes a newsletter now. It's called Extra Points with Matt Brown. It comes out he twice a, a week. It's yeah. a great job. I would encourage everybody to subscribe to that. It actually doesn't just focus on BYU, all of college football. He covers it all. It's what he does for his job, his day job with SB Nation. But he said in one of his recent newsletters that his educated guests, and this is a guy who's talking, he he talks to a lot of people who would be in the know about this. The money for BYU in this upcoming deal with ESPN, he expects, would be above what the AAC is getting in their new deal, which is about $7 million per school. Then you have to stay with ESPN. Absolutely. But I understand people are going to say, well, that's nothing compared to... It's nothing compared to the Power Five. Uh, Utah's well, yeah, cashing thirty million dollar checks. We get that, and that's low. That's low in the Power, in the power Five. five. Yeah. But if you're in the AAC at that seven million dollars, the Mountain West right now is pulling down one million dollars per school, unless you're Boise State, who gets two point nine. Really? Uh huh. So AAC is getting seven. They're going to get seven in this upcoming deal they're getting, and he said that based on what he has talked to people, he has talked really? to BYU is going to be above that with ESPN. So a- the AAC is. Way ahead of the Mountain West. As it stands right as now. The Mountain stands. West has their deal coming right. up in the ne- in the next couple of years as well. We'll right. see where that shakes out. But if BYU, if you're above an AA, AAC school, if you're in that 7 to $10 million range, there's absolutely no reason for you to 
drop back. No, the the money is the money is king, and we can argue all day long what would be more fun to cover, and we can argue all day long about what would be more fun for the fans. Yeah, playing for a title, I think we can all agree that that would be the best. But they're gonna go with the money; they have to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, the latest filing that BYU put in with their. Uh, with the Department of Education, they have to put actually a filing each year of their athletic department in terms of the revenue they earned. Uh-huh. Do you know that BYU, the last time they filed, which I think is the 2017 year, made north of $10 million? Wow. So I don't think the the financial aspect of independence is hurting them that bad. Yeah, I agree. So they have to, I think they have to stick with it. They're going to, but I'm interested to see if that announcement comes on Tuesday. Yep. And uh, also, what I want to learn out of this. Um, is the extension of Kalani. Now, I heard Hans on with uh, Jake and DJ yesterday, I heard this yesterday and yeah. uh, Hans said, I think that he thinks they're going to be watching the results of, B- of Utah, Utah State, and Boise State very closely. It's very similar to what I've heard as well. That those are the those are the three games that they've circled on whether or not, th- um, and beating the rivals, the important thing for the whoever's in charge, the administration. Yeah. And uh, so... To, you, to that, I think you're right that we're not going to hear anything about a contract extension. He, they're going to be asked about it, and mm-hmm. he, they're all going to say the right things, of course, but they're probably going to be waiting. And I want to see how Zach Wilson's doing. Well, yeah, that, I do want an update on that, Zach Wilson's shoulder, absolutely. And I expect you'll hear, like, hey, he's on track, whatever. That will be an interesting part of Tuesday. But it BYU Media Day comes very early in the summer. And I actually kind of like it where it's placed in a way because it does kind of bridge a gap for us in a way. Because the NBA Finals has just ended. We have to wait for a minute for the NBA draft and NBA free agency to come up. So it slots in just nicely. Early in the week here, we can go down there, talk some BYU football all day, and then we can use some of those storylines that come out of it through the next month or so as we get ready for the other Pac-12, Mountain West, the other conference media days that come Mm -hmm. up as the season approaches, and that's the exciting part about it. We are 74 days away from BYU in Utah today. It's coming quick. It is coming quick. That's Just crazy. over two months. We'll get through this summer. There's going to be enough to talk about. We're Before you know it, it fall camp's going to get going. We're going to have unlimited things to talk about. <laughs> we will, and it, it's it, it's coming quick, and that's the exciting part about it. I'm just I'm interested to see what of those different storylines we will hear about on Tuesday. That's that's the old overarching theme of this. So, and of course, they're going to be so confident that they're going to win twelve games. <laughs> that's how everyone is at media days, right? Not just that's you're not undefeated. Just a, that's Absolutely. not a BYU thing. No, that's every, an every school in the country thing. Every media day you show up. So, how do you think your team's going to be this year? Yeah, we've really Best turned. We've, a, ever we, been. we've really yep. turned a corner this year. We have guys buying in. These buying guys in. really bought in in the off season. They're in the gym every day. They're working with our strength and conditioning staff. That's true. That does come. That's out a, of that's every media day across the country. So, if you want to read more about it, yeah, go to twelve eighty yeah. thezone dot com. You can read up on my column. And the interesting part about this, I want another note about this. You you mentioned the late kickoffs for BYU. Guess what percentage of BYU at their home games as an independent have kicked off after 8 p.m. in, in their history? I feel home like games only. I feel like you're about to hit me with a not very high percentage. It's actually pretty high in my okay, mind. Okay, what is it? So if you take if you keep the FCS games that they have played each year in the mix. This is ESPN games only, right? No, this is all games, period. All games, okay. So period, it's 40% of their games have been just under 40% have been on after 8 o'clock. You take the FCS games that have traditionally been on BYU TV, you right. cast those aside, that number, 47.6% of the time you can find BYU playing after 8 p.m. Mountain Time locally. That's a lot. that's half the games. Yeah, that's half the games. So you traditionally, if you're wondering when BYU plays, 
one and two, you can guess it's at eight o'clock. Right. I know they have USC early in the day this and year, which is awesome. I think that's a great. That's game. a nod, right? Yeah, one thirty. That's yeah. a nod to this schedule this year in terms of the home schedule for yeah. BYU being quite strong because you have Washington, Utah, and USC on that. Boise State's also coming in. You may see a few more games pushed to that earlier time slot, but BYU has been affected absolutely by going independent in terms of just the absolute kickoff yep, times. Definitely. All right, coming up on the other side, uh, make sure also hit Jake's column up on our website. Also check out Locked On Cougars for all the. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, BYU Talking Need daily podcast there by Jake. Uh, coming up on the other side, it is time for technical fouls. Uh, we've got a couple of doozies for you as some people made some weird choices this week in the world <laughs> yeah. of sports. So we'll get all uh, that all coming up next here on the Saturday Show. All right, welcome to the Saturday Show. This Canadian theme, man. There's a lot of artists that have come out of that country. I'll give them that. Hey, yeah, we got a we're we're a worldly show here. As, <laughs> worldly show. As you spent some time in in uh, Southeast Asia and uh, Taiwan, Alex spent some time north of the border, and we're we're all about world unity on this show. And where have you been, Adrian? I have been to Oregon. I once went to Canada, and I once went to Mexico, but that's Sweet. about okay, as far I, as I've hey. traveled. I've never been to Mexico, actually, myself. I had a great time. So I believe it. I, so I believe that wholeheartedly. All right, welcome on back. Thanks for joining us. It is our favorite segment of the show here. Personal, te- not personal fouls, technical fouls. Yes. All right. Uh, you want to start today, or should I start? I will. I'm going to start with a technical foul on Mother Nature. Okay. As uh, we're going to the U.S. Open. As uh, Phil Mickelson, this is just a funny technical foul. He hit a, one of it, what is he called, a bomb mm-hmm. down the center of the fairway. It mm-hmm. rolled out, and a seagull came out of nowhere and started moving his ball around. <laughs> You're moving my lie. Stop it, bird. Now, obviously, he got to put his ball back where he wanted, but that's a pretty funny video I saw. That is absolutely classic. All right, I got another one from the U.S. Open here. Uh, runaway golf cart injured five people during near the 16th hole during the second round yesterday, according to the California Highway Patrol. A vendor had loaded the cart with boxes and driven it to near a concession stand around that 16th hole and parked it around 1.20 p.m. Eastern time, so that would have been, what, 10.20 uh, Pacific time there. When the vendor climbed out, a box fell onto the cart's accelerator oh, and no. caused it to move. Witnesses said the unoccupied cart drove into lar- drove in large circles until someone jumped on it and knocked the box off. Five people were injured in this incident, including one with a broken arm, one with a spinal injury, oh, and another with minor injuries. That's a pretty... What are the odds of that? Like, the box lands on it and it just goes flying? There's that video, I think it was at a Cowboys game, that the cart uh, takes off and plows through a couple of people. This is probably back in the 2000s, maybe the 1990s. But yeah, this is not good. The ages of those injured range from 25 to 82, according to the California Highway Patrol. The chances of that, yeah, very minimal, and here's hoping that all those people injured are okay, but that vendor's got to be feeling real dumb right now. Yeah, that much. yeah, and uh, that's you're talking about a lot of lawsuits coming out of that. Probably. Yeah. Especially with all those injuries. We live in a litigious society. Yes, we do. Uh, Speaking of litigious, this Uh isn't, but I'm going to say that anyway. Uh, Technical foul on the Houston Texans. Have you been following this story? A little bit. Between them and the Patriots. So apparently the Texans 
uh, tried to pursue uh, Nick Casario. Actually, first of all, they fired their GM, mm-hmm. and uh, they went after Patriots Nick Casario. After just one year on the job for that GM. Yep, uh, and got them to the playoffs yes. and all that. But uh, they go after that, So the Patri- and apparently he's not al- they're not allowed to contact Nick Casario. So the Patriots have filed tampering charges against the Texans. Now it has come out that he has a clause in his contract that he can't even be contacted by other teams. Hold on, what? The the Nick Casario contract. He signed so. a deal with the Patriots that just essentially says, yeah, I'm your guys's and I'm not going anywhere else. Yes, this is from, let's see, um, this is from John McClain who covers the NFL. He says, seems Nick Casario has a clause in his contract that says he can't interview with other teams. And so... Uh, Who's your lawyer, your agent that's <laughs> advised you to sign that contract? But now, so now the Texans have backed off. They did, and, and the so the Patriots charge, yeah. dropped the charges. But you should probably know that stuff if you're Nick Casario, that's in your contract, and also the Texans, if that's the guy you've targeted. Yeah. Now they don't have a GM. Yeah, exactly. Heading into the season, way to go, guys! So they're going to have to get someone they don't really want. All right, I got one more before we go here. Okay. In a new cell phone video from his holding cell, the man accused of shooting David Big Poppy Ortiz at a Santo Domingo bar late Sunday claims the Boston Red Sox icon was not his intended target. I saw this. Dominican police say that Rolfi Ferreira Cruz confessed to shooting Ortiz from point-blank range as part of a nearly $8,000 hit job. In the video, he peered through the barred window of his holding cell trying to get a message to reporters saying, it's not David, I was confused, unquote. Cruz claims that, quote, they only gave me the color of his clothes, unquote, appearing to indicate he didn't realize it was Ortiz when he fired the shot. Hmm. Do you believe him? No. I don't either because Ortiz is such a national hero. You don't want to be the guy who shot David Ortiz. I yeah. would not want to be that guy either. So, okay. All right, Alex has got one. Alex, go ahead. We get to break. All right, and mine is uh, I'm I'm going to call a technical foul on myself because I accidentally placed the open for technical fouls in the wrong spot, which is why we got Alanis Morissette oh, before this okay. segment. Oh, okay. No, that's all right. So, any of our faithful listeners that were tuning in, hoping to hear that song, my bad. That's on you. We can play it on the way out. If you, you know, want. when we get a when we get a to a break, I'll just uh, I'll dress Alex down a little bit. I'll give him a piece of my mind. Because I'm furious. Give me a what for? Yeah, as you can tell, I'm furious. No, that's all right. Next week, don't mess it up. Technical foul on Alex. (laughs) Take it easy. I know, just kidding. All right, coming up on the other side, we're going to let you hear a little uh, perspective from the Brooklyn Nets and the Memphis Grizzlies as David Cobb, who covers the Grizzlies for the Memphis Commercial Appeal, Mm -hmm. and Brian Lewis, who covers the Nets for the... Uh, New York Post were both on with Austin yesterday and gave some insight into the guards that have been rumored to uh, have the Jazz interested in them. And uh, we'll, and they've got some other news around the those organizations. It's always interesting to hear uh, what's going on around the league. So we'll let you hear from them coming up next here on the Saturday Show.